Will the ring bearer please come forth? Good dog. Hello, I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii. And I'm Claire Mansell in London, England. Welcome to Dog Edition. Where voices from around the world consider all things dog. Dog Edition is the first show designed for you to listen to while you walk your dogs. Today on the show, we talk about incorporating your dogs into your big day. And there are many ways to do it. We talk to one artist who creates tuxedo harnesses to make dogs look their best. We also share the story of a couple who hired their dog to be their official wedding videographer. And we discuss what challenges and possible solutions that come with ensuring the care of your pup during your big day. So if you love dogs as much as we do, pause what you're doing, leash up your pup, and let's go for a walk, because we've got a lot to talk about on today's episode of Dog Edition. Hey Pepper, want to go for a walk? Having your dog at your wedding has been a trend in the past, but now that trend has skyrocketed. A new study by money.co.uk revealed that the biggest trend set to dominate weddings in 2022 and beyond is having your pets in attendance. And it makes sense. With COVID restrictions loosening over time, more and more in-person weddings are taking place. And during the lockdown, one in five households acquired a cat or dog since the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, which would account for approximately 23 million American households based on the 2019 US census. As we all know, once you adopt a dog, they become a special part of the family. And when you're having a gathering for all those you love, more and more pet owners feel that that special day is not complete without their pups by them. So couples are finding special ways to incorporate their dogs, whether it's as best man or maid of honor or ring bearer or flower dog or, or whatever. Even celebrities are getting into the trend. For example, singer Joe Jonas and Game of Thrones actress Sophie Turner, well, they had their beloved Waldo as a groomsman. And Nope director Jordan Peele and comedian Chelsea Peretti eloped to a tropical island. And of course, their dog served as their witness. And country singer Carrie Underwood and her hockey player husband, Mike Fisher, well, they had their dog Ace as one of the ring bearers. I think one of the things we've missed off that list is dogs as entertainment as well. They should definitely be on there as, as entertainment, just being <laughs> around the place. So speaking of celebrities, Jim, is it true that I know a certain celebrity who might be in the studio right now who had the dog at their wedding. I don't know if I'm a celebrity, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, my dog Maui was, of course, at my wedding. When Molly and I got married back in 2007, we went to an island across from where I live, a little island, still part of Maui County, called Lanai. And uh, we brought our dog, and a bunch of friends came over, and it was a beautiful wedding ceremony. And, and Maui was there, and she was an elderly lady at the time, but she was very happy to be with us. She knew that everyone was giving her you know, a little extra love and a little extra attention because the novelty was was clear that, you know, here's a wedding couple in, in wedding attire, at least for Hawaii, and there's this dog. And, and so, yeah, we, we did that. And it was it was nice. And uh, it was obviously a no-brainer for us to have Maui at our wedding. And our first cut has the same feeling. It was a given right from the get-go. We dated for a long time, me and Addie, and we got Ryder 
I want to say probably three or four years before we got married. So she was definitely like, you know, a big part of the family, just the two of us and her for a long time. So we knew she would be standing next to us, you know, whenever we got married. That was Marshall Brunette. He's a filmmaker from Colorado. When planning his wedding, he and his fiance Addie, knew their dog rider needed to be a part of it in some way. However, their marriage wasn't exactly traditional. So we eloped. We were driving back for the weekend to go to a good friend of mine's wedding. We were like, hey, let's just let's just stay and an extra day and Sunday we'll go elope and get married. Addie's brother-in-law was a minister, so he married us. Our moms were there. I think Addie's sister made her a dress in like two days. And we planned to go up to Roan Mountain, North Carolina, which is real pretty, like 6,000-foot mountain. So Marshall and Addie traveled to a special mountain that day that was absolutely blanketed in snow. And they had a minister there. And, of course, their mothers were there. And someone had to make a dress. But they were missing an essential part of the whole ceremony, a photographer to record it for posterity. That was until a friend came up with a pretty cool idea. A good friend of ours at the time, her name was Kate. I think she had the idea. She was like, hey, you should, you should uh, have Ryder recorded. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. I didn't, and I didn't even own a GoPro at the time. So I remember a, a good friend of mine, I borrowed his. GoPro makes a harness for dogs for GoPros. So we grabbed one of those. And then uh, I just recorded the thing all day, left it on there. <laughs> I love this conversation that they have with their friend Kate. They Kate goes, why didn't you get the dog to do it? They were like, yes, that's a brilliant idea. But seriously, if you've ever got married, you know what a nightmare it is mm. choosing the filmographer or the photographer. And they had all of that taken away from them because they did it at the last minute. They just <laughs> went, yeah, let's yeah. use the dog. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. I actually had a friend years ago, many, 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 many years ago, I had a television production company in, in Washington, D.C. And I would hire these freelance videographers who covered the White House and worked for big news organizations. And one of them said, my friend asked me to videotape his wedding. He was just like so dejected because he's like used to covering big breaking news events. And he said, I will do it, but I have to cover it my way, doggy cam style. So he shot everything from, from with his camera basically at, his, at the end of his arm. That's amazing. But what happened in this case? So I didn't really do anything with the footage for a little while. I had to basically sift through six hours of footage or something like that. Uh, and find the little moments, which there were some awesome little magic moments in there, which was which was cool. So when he posted the video to YouTube, it went instantly viral. Mm, that is cool. <laughs> GoPro even saw it, and then they sent them a bunch of new gear, nice. uh, a new doggy harness, I'm guessing as well. The video has <laughs> over, well, nearly 6 million views last time I checked it, and tons of comments as well. I have to say, Jim, when I first heard about this, I thought it was terrible idea. Just yeah. the idea of a dog running around with a camera on it. And I just thought it was going to be blurry and it was going to have, you know, shots of all the wrong stuff. But it is adorable. And part of the reason it's adorable is think of the way that people greet dogs, which is that they always come up to them with a big smile on their face. Course, yeah. And so you've got all these wonderful shots of people <laughs> greeting the dog and the dog is right in the centre of the action. And there's some beautiful shots of the snow as well. And I'll tell you what, I am now doing this on Christmas Day in our house. Okay. Because then it takes all the pressure off me because normally I'm involved in like preparing the food and stuff. And also trying to take photos or videos. So I'm letting Maple do the video. It makes me want to get a GoPro. I think that's that's really cool. That's even way better than having this big, you know, 
cameraman yeah. do doggy cam. Just let the yeah, let them do the videographer is is a brilliant idea, and um, we do have links to that in today's show notes if you want to watch the video yourself. I still get messages every now and then, like emails or YouTube messages. I think the fascinating thing is like, as you know, now on the internet, you know, probably more than half the messages on these videos are just hate mail. You know, it's just very abrasive stuff. We haven't got any of that. It's sad that he is right about that. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that this particular video is just getting love and positivity and it really deserves it. Exactly. I think he is on to something. Even though they have this beautiful video to watch and celebrate their wedding day, they're happy to have it for one other reason. Ryder's 10 now. She doesn't look the same. She's, you know, graying up a little bit and stuff like that. But having that video for the rest of our lives is, is going to be really special, too. So I'm really glad we did that. And, you know, I can relate to that because uh, Maui is no longer with us in the earthly pain. But to look back on those wedding videos from... Uh, <clears throat> a long 15 years ago <laughs> i was like when was our anniversary we just had it 15 years ago to look back on those and to see maui there and to see how how um we haven't looked at we, we, we all look exactly the way we did 15 years ago <laughs> it's amazing maui certainly does and those are images that are immortally impressed in my mind but but i'm not sharing them on social media yeah well do you know what you and i got married in the same year and um yes yeah, so let's just say we all looked good 15 years ago it's, it's, it's shocking good to look back how at that, that stuff. happened i don't know what's <laughs> ensued in the meantime coming up where there is gold there is always someone selling shovels we talked to two people who have made businesses around dogs at weddings we'll be right back and now a message from your dog Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpuff. The green, grassy, beef liver spike smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpuff, traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. It helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I wouldn't have it any other way. I want my Everpuff. It just makes me feel good. I am so grateful to be your dog and for the Everpuff you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. Welcome back. Now, Jim, I have a question. Maui was at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Did she wear anything special for the occasion? Not not your wife, not Molly, the <laughs> not dog. Molly. Did the Maui dog and Maui wearing? get confused in this. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm sort of one of those old school Chandler Bing 
types mm-hmm. of people who's like, no, dogs don't wear clothes. So Mal, uh, Mal, Mal, <laughs> Maui did not have anything on other than her normal fluffy white coat. You could get yourself in so much I trouble confusing those so two. Much trouble, so yes, not, not, even a, not even a fresh new collar for Maui. No? You know what? I'm going to go with that. As a yes, because Molly would, uh, there was a cute little boutique and uh, she bought all sorts of collars. And I believe that we had a very special pink one for the wedding that Maui wore. And uh, I still have that in a very special place. And so, yes, absolutely. She wore a special collar, but nothing else. Because you know what? The whole dog wedding attire has really come on Uh since you got married 15 years Mm -hmm. ago. So for Jenny Spedding in Northampton, which, just to be clear, is in the UK, Mm. her wedding business started when she was planning her own marriage and wanted her dog there. Sounds like her kind of person. (laughs) Absolutely. She created her company Tuna and Bear and sells handmade harnesses stylized to look like a suit. They are awesome, by the way. And she was inspired by her two loves. Archie and Rufus, they have so much personality, but they understand me as well, like in the good and the bad. The reason why we got Archie was because, well, one of the reasons was because I was dealing with little bit bouts of depression and all sorts. And I have always had a dog as well. They don't sleep downstairs separate from me because to me, they're part of my pack, part of my family. Um, they don't necessarily sleep on my bed, but like they're in their bed in our room. Sounds like her kind of person. <laughs> I'm shocked, Jim. Shocked. Shocked that someone would have a dog anywhere near their beds. That <laughs> never, ever happens in our house. No, no, no. Uh, although we <clears throat> we know firsthand from research, a lot of listeners to Dog Edition do have their dog sleeping in their bed or bedroom. Anyway, that concept of depression amongst millennials, it has increased 47% nationwide in the last few years. And having a dog, of course, can help. So we are happy that Jenny found her companion. Absolutely. And um, dogs can be awesome for so many things. But I think having one can definitely help with mood. And I I had two dogs when my husband went on deployment. And Mm -hmm. I always credit them with getting me through that because they got me out of the house every day. They keep us sane in so many things. But that that's another episode of Dog yeah. Edition. So getting back to Jenny, how did she come up with this clever idea? We asked her. So I was looking for something for Archie to wear on our wedding day. Um, I wanted something that was a little bit more than a boat. He doesn't wear a, a collar. Um, because he it restricts his like airwaves and that I wanted a harness. So just like his normal harness, a chest piece, and then on the back, just the straps. All I could find was like cheap stuff you could get from China made from polyester that had like Velcro clothing and the finish on them was just diabolical to be quite frank. Diabolical polyester. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just what you're wearing today. (laughs) No, exactly. Oh, you're talking about, uh, yes, just one more. No, I only wear cotton natural fibers. You have to watch the YouTube version of this to know whether it's true or not. That's true. Watch us on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I, I completely understand where Jenny is coming from. It's very frustrating in all sorts of areas of life now that there is just a cheap version available and it's really hard to get the quality stuff, but she's producing the quality stuff. So Jenny is actually an entrepreneur because her day job was she owned a bridal shop. How convenient, huh? And not only that, but her mother is a dressmaker. So together, Jenny and her mother put something exactly perfectly together for their wedding. 
half of them were made for like really toy dogs, like tiny, tiny dogs. Actually was never going to fit in one of those. <laughs> had a little look on Etsy, had a little look absolutely everywhere. I couldn't find anything, anything that was suited for his breed or anything. And I wanted to match Jamie, my husband's suit. I really uh, <clears throat> wonder what her husband thought about that. <laughs> what that the dog was better dressed than him? <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I, I, I don't know. But hopefully they're still uh, happily married after they listen to this episode. And I also want him to carry the rings down the aisle because who else would do it? I came up with this idea in my head, but I didn't really know how to execute it. So I said to my mum, like, I want this. How would I go about doing it? So my mum helped me build a pattern. And we made this pattern. It seemed to work. Some of my brides and grooms say to me sometimes, like, oh, my God, it's actually better made than the groom's suit, which is just hilarious. (laughs) Absolutely. So this is a great time to ask the important question. If you are planning your wedding, what are some ways to get your dog involved? Well, brides.com says that having your dog walk down the aisle with you is a great idea or you may also just do something as simple as including a picture or a drawing of the dog on the invitations and martha stewart even has a list of ideas one being to name a cocktail after your martha. pets that is I so martha i love that that's that's good we gotta have martha on our show once to talk about her love of dogs we'll do that yeah and i i already have the cocktail by the way for my what dog if, if i i mean i'm married clearly but if i had to do this again right so okay she's called maple Ooh. so obviously that that has to figure so we have some maple syrup in there mm-hmm. and we have some canada dry ginger ale because she's from canada okay mm-hmm. and then i'm thinking some rum or gin well maybe or gin but but you know rum i'm thinking claire will you put this together and, and test this recipe and, and we'll put it up on our social <laughs> oh jim do i really have to drink lots of cocktails to work out which one is best you know you know anything for the cause because <sighs> you know, if i must <laughs> to have a maple. I love it. A maple cocktail. Okay. Mm. I'll do it, but just because you asked me nicely. <laughs> so Jenny ran into another issue on her big day. One of the other issues was the fact that I couldn't find anyone actually to have him on the day. The reason being is because absolutely everyone that I wanted or knew or trusted was at the wedding it's one thing that people tend to forget about is that actually everyone that you know and trust is going to be at the wedding and that is where our next voice comes in so at the time it was very difficult to figure out and one night i was laying in bed i just started googling wedding day pet care i assumed that it was a thing you know there's pet care and pet products for absolutely everything i couldn't imagine how there wasn't Something. This is Veronica Silgidian, founder of Perfect for You, a company on the east coast of the states who provides specialized care for your dog on your wedding day. And here we are hearing her classic entrepreneurial story. Another one. When something is missing in the marketplace, well, why not make it happen yourself? So um, I started asking around, and a couple of my friends told me that they called pet care companies and. They wouldn't do a prescribed walk. You know, they wouldn't show up exactly at a specific time to bring their dog to the church or bring the dog to the venue. Well, I could ask my mom. I could ask my sister. I could ask my friends. But it's like, well, everybody's in my wedding party. 
Everybody's got dresses and high heels on, too. That is quite a conundrum. I can understand that. So here is another tip from Martha Stewart. Not about cocktails this time. (laughs) She says that understand you and your dog's personalities. And, of course, we love our pets and all of their unique qualities. But not all dogs are able to be around as many people as you might find at a wedding. So make sure that you tailor the role of your dog And if your dog isn't the type of dog that you really want walking down the aisle to be your ring bearer, well, have them come for a few minutes, maybe at the beginning or the end, just for some pictures. That's perfectly okay. I think this is a great time as well to pop in some tips about one of the most important aesthetic details at your wedding, which is the flowers. Of course. Well, we spoke to a florist about that, and she gave us some advice on the best way to incorporate flowers and what to look for when having your dog around them. This is important. So with dogs, it's it's sort of similar. And things that are good for dogs, I mean, things like lavender apparently is really good. It's quite calming for them. So you could put lavender in a collar and that would, you know, that would help. I wouldn't advise things like spring flowers, like narcissi or daffodils or anything like that. Because I think there's the sap, because sometimes it's the sap of things. And apparently ivy as well, if they eat ivy leaves, that's not good for them. So thinking about greenery and stuff that you're going to put on it, don't don't bother. That florist is Grace Fairman. She is founder of Young Blooms, which is another UK-based company. They are online and they are a flower school. It's scary, but there are flowers and plants that are toxic to dogs. So we've added a link to a list in our show notes to take a look at for your big day. But make sure to always consult your florist and veterinarian to make sure that your dog is in the safest possible environment. I did do one wedding where... (laughs) He was a Bernese Labrador and I did a collar for him and he he looked fabulous, but he got very overexcited and so kind of legged it down the aisle and sort of legged it past the couple. And then I think there was a lake kind of next to where they were getting married. And then he just, he went headfirst into the lake just because he wanted to have a swim. And Grace practices her designs on her adorable dog, whose name is Winston. And Winston, of course, is prominently featured on her social media pages. As we all know, having an adorable dog can help your business grow. For me as a business owner, I think having, the one thing I would say is having pictures of Winston on my Instagram page have, have helped because it's a talking point in like, when I have workshops, people ask where Winston is because he's a regular on my, on my business pages. And it's, you kind of think it's a bit silly, but actually he's brought me business in, to be honest. I mean, you can't go wrong with a dog and flowers, can you? They look cute. Absolutely. You can't go wrong. (laughs) I know I'd trust someone with an adorable dog all over their marketing, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Well, we turn back to Veronica. In the midst of finding someone to take her dog during her wedding, she came up with a great idea. So I eventually asked one of my friends to do it, and they did it graciously, but they missed the cocktail hour. So it was kind of like not ideal, but that's how I managed it. And then the more I started thinking through like, okay, this is my own experience. This is ridiculous. And that that bird in your head, type, that voice in my head just kept going on and on. Like, you have to start this. You have to start this. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. So entrepreneurship strikes again. Veronica had the idea to start a business back in 2016 that just focused on caring for a dog at your wedding. She either goes to the venue itself or they can arrange for dog sitters to take care of your dog while you're at your wedding. But it's a real business. I just figured, all right, let me start a website. So I started a sitter profile on Rover because I wanted to get some experience from a pet sitting standpoint. 
And my first client was a bride getting married and she really wanted her dog at the wedding, couldn't figure out how to make it happen. So I said, funny enough, I have this idea. What if I brought your dog to your wedding? Could you give me the pictures after so I could start a website? That's awesome. And talk about fate having a hand that her first, Yeah. yeah, her first gig was somebody who was having a wedding. If anyone is thinking of starting a dog-focused business, this is a great way to break in. Start dog walking and sitting and talk to real dog owners on their needs and wants. So, Jim, I believe you may have started a business or two in your time. (laughs) Did you notice when I said entrepreneur, I said it with a certain... Yeah, uh, I I guess I'm a die-to-the-will entrepreneur. And uh, for the last... mm, Since 2003, my life has pretty much gone to the dogs. I have a whole bunch of businesses focused on dogs and and with a common mission of helping to improve the quality of life for dogs and the people who love them. Like you, dear listener, that's what Dog Edition is all about and what we do here at Dog Podcast Network. So yeah, it's a big market and we talk about how big a market the dog business is, but what it really requires to be successful is not only a love for dogs, but a lot of hard work. Yeah. And and I guess an understanding of dog lovers too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really understanding the psyche and being one of those. This is not something you can fake it about. (laughs) That genuine love and adoration for dogs is really important. That's the foundation. And then, you know, supplement it with a lot of hard work. (laughs) So Veronica was looking for a way to get the word out about her new business. And she realized that when people came up about this problem of trying to find someone to look after their dog on their wedding day. They went to their family and their friends and the wedding planner and even their photographer, anyone who was involved in planning the wedding. And they said, help, I can't get someone to look after my dog. So she thought, I will go to those people and provide the solution. Very entrepreneurial. So I just started emailing planners and photographers in the area. One reached out about six months later and said, they have a couple getting married up in Westchester. I need the dog picked up in Manhattan and brought up to the wedding and then brought back to Manhattan. Perfect, great, that's exactly what I do. And at that wedding, I met one of the bridesmaids who happened to be an executive producer at brides.com. So she tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, I love this idea. It's amazing how fate has stepped in and helped her along the way. It's definitely something that she should have been doing. So speaking of brides.com, another tip from them is to incorporate your dog's image into other attire. They have a lovely picture of a man wearing a pocket square that features a beautiful hand-drawn picture of his dog and a bride who has the same picture imprinted on her veil. Now, a lot of this stuff does not need to be really expensive. And that's something that Veronica knows firsthand. There was not any investment on my part, aside from the $25 to start a website and probably the $25 to submit the paperwork to form a sole proprietorship. So I had no, like, I never did paid marketing, never did social media, never did advertising, didn't pay for a not profile at the time. So at that point, it was like, oh, Okay, now now we're a legit business. (laughs) She's referring to the not.com, which is a place where you can post information about your wedding for the world to see. When I was thinking about this, I didn't have a dog when I got married, but just thinking through what would I have done, you kind of find yourself in a position where it's like, well, I maybe could have asked a neighbour to look after the dog, but that's slightly awkward because it's like, I haven't invited you. Would you like my dog? <laughs> I, don't like you en- I don't like you enough to come to my wedding, yeah. but would you mind dog sitting? <laughs> exactly. So it, I can see it is a real problem. So I'm interested to know how an average dog sitting, dog wrangling day goes for Veronica. Lay out your ideal day for me so far, and let's figure out some of the logistics from a high-level standpoint. 
then they get a proposal. And then after that, if they decide to move forward with us, then we do basically timeline planning, almost like project management. So I have my assistants prepare the timeline and then I do a Zoom call with the clients about three weeks before the wedding. And I finalize that timeline. And then the client also will take a look at the timeline, comment, and we cover everything. We're very detailed. But as with all great plans, things change at the last minute and unexpected events occur. Over the years, we've noticed things like, well, what about your dog's collar? What about the leash? What about the harness? We had a call last night that was, well, should we take the harness off for pictures or should we keep the harness on? And you have a nice little bandana that you bought for the dog. Is it a collar? Does it go on top of the collar? Does the leash attach to it? You know, all those details need to be really covered ahead of time. Am I bad for thinking that I'm kind of glad that I got married 15 years ago and I didn't think about any of this stuff, you know? Yeah, well, I think you can make these weddings incredibly complicated or you can just get married on the beach. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, she is an unapologetic dog lover, as you can hear. 20 years ago, this model would have never worked because the dog slept outside. My grandfather, if he knew that my dog slept in my bed, he would be rolling over in his grave. (laughs) Um, God rest his soul. But my dog sleeps in the bed. My dog gets homemade food. My dog gets filtered water. And he is my firstborn. He's, He's my love. And there are so many people out there like that, that they want that person that's gonna know, this is how my dog gets treated. Like, my dog is my baby. My dog is my child. Veronica is what we at Dog Podcast Network affectionately call a dog lover, for sure. Those are the things that say, hey, I'm a dog lover. Absolutely. I think I think there are more and more people out there who, who want their dog treated on a par with the rest of their family. They want them mm-hmm. to have that standard that the kids get and their, <laughs> their spouse gets. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe better than their spouse gets. <laughs> Perhaps. Depends how well your spouse is, is acting. Absolutely. No. So we wanted to know some of the crazier times that Veronica has had to work incorporating dogs into weddings. Somebody had gotten one of those like cars that are meant for a kid, like the 12 volt cars. They're like 165 or so that I saw on, on Amazon from the link that the groom gave me after. But he jerry-rigged this whole apparatus so that the dog was strapped in and went down the aisle with a remote control car. <laughs> mm. I, I once took Maple on a bike when she was a puppy and she tried to leap out. Even though she was secured, she tried to leap out. And so I'm pretty certain if I put her in a remote control car, that would end the same way. <laughs> Veronica has lots of stories about these wedding dogs. We had one wedding last summer, actually, where the couple said to me, well, that dog is going to be up at the, like, right at our feet that's happening. So we said, all right, well, we'll make sure that the groom's pocket has lots of treats. And the whole time in the the ceremony, he was going, like, hand in the pocket, treat in the dog's mouth, hand in the pocket, treat in the dog's mouth. So a lot of the audience, um, all their guests, thought it was just hysterical. And although this podcast is about dogs... You would never have guessed that. (laughs) Weddingplanner.co.uk shared a story about how not only are dogs being included in weddings, but companies similar to Veronica's have had requests to include cats, parrots, llamas, (laughs) wait for it, alpacas, Mm. (laughs) horses, and even, well, this would freak some people out, snakes on their big day. Hmm. I'm going to stick with the dogs. But not all combinations of dogs and weddings goes perfectly smoothly. We have a producer here on uh, Dog Edition who will identify as E. So 
E went to a wedding where dogs were included in the wedding, but they didn't realise that the nephews of the bridal party were frightened of dogs, so they thought they'll keep them on a leash, which went well up to a point. And everything was good with just a couple of dogs, but then a third dog joins this, and the dogs don't quite get along great. So the wife of one of the dog owners decides that the best thing to do is to take this skittish dog away Mm -hmm. into the cabin that they're staying in. But they obviously can't leave the dog in the cabin because it's slightly thrown by the fact that it's in a new environment and they're Mm -hmm. staying somewhere and they don't want it to chew up the cabin. So she ends up staying with the dog, misses most of the wedding, (laughs) is then furious with her husband because they came obviously to be guests at this wedding and she ends up having a huge row with him the next morning and storms off with the car and the dogs and so we can't say they all lived happily ever after i don't think so i think bringing a whole bunch of dogs and figuring out what's going to happen is is not the best wedding plan yeah i gather that apparently they patched things up a few weeks after the wedding it wasn't terminal so uh, yeah it's just a little bit stressful for everybody So there you have it. Generally, a dog at a wedding is a good thing. Just maybe just your own dog. Anyway, that's all we have time for today. If you are looking at bringing a dog to your wedding, we have all sorts of resources in the show notes for today's episode. And don't forget to follow Dog Edition in your favorite podcast app or indeed on YouTube. And if you're in the dog park and you're chatting to fellow dog lovers, then please give us a mention and let them know about the Dog Podcast Network and all of our great shows. I'm Claire Mansell. And I'm James Jacobson. Thanks for listening today. On behalf of all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now, on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.